Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. when I actually reconnected to this stupid board. Calvin, let me let you know, let you in on a little bit of a secret here before I let everybody know what they're even listening to. Blog Talk Radio is going away. What? We're going to have to figure what out something mean? else. I don't know what it means. i got to talk to the man that's running the show, and I hope I didn't just uh, get him in trouble, but I did it anyway. This is Careless Whispers on CLNS Media. Don't go and find who out, find out who uh, runs that that gig, that joint, because he has nothing to do with this. I heard it from somebody else. Um. So anyway, we're really? here, and I'm connected, and I can hear you, and you can hear me. So say something. What's up? So Blog Talk Radio is is going away in its entirety, or is it just going away for us, or? I don't know. I don't know anything about it. You know, you know how, uh, how the vague things can be around here. Um, I haven't gotten, gotten any details, but uh, I felt the need to complain because something always happens with my connection. Maybe it's my own fault, but I said it anyway. So, what, what's going to happen to us, Ray? I'm scared. No, I think we'll be fine. I, I, we will we will deal with it. We'll actually maybe even get back on the CLNS Media webpage. What do you think about that? We're not there. Right now. But I still say Wait, their name. Not... See, Wait, you're not, not even caught up. You have no idea what's going on. I'm just telling you all no, this. I just, all of this on the air. I just I just show up and do a podcast. I have, no. I have no idea. We we're, we're not affiliated with CLNS anymore. No, we are affiliated. They're the reasons that we have this this podcast going on right now 
but I'm telling you that we are not on their website, and it's because I have not followed up with uh, some some of the higher ups over there. Huh? Because I'm not sure. Because like I don't know what's going to happen here, and we don't do a podcast very often, so now I've got to wait and see what the uh, the protocol is. But basically, I've got to get in touch with with uh, the EP LHR over there and uh, give him some information about our show so he can get us back on the website because they switched over and it was so long ago that they did that. But uh, I looked the other day and we weren't there and I was like, what happened here? Huh. So. Wow. It's been a while since I've been on the paperwork. website. Got to do some paperwork. Huh. All right. Do not, I guess don't so be The only alive. place you can find us right now is on my Twitter page, at Team Green Truth. How about that? What if, I mean, if they're a subscriber, I'm guessing they can find us, right? Well, I don't know if that even exists, but anyway. Um, yes, we still have people like, liking the Facebook page that we never update. So, oh, uh, nice. I get, yeah, I get um, notifications all the time about new people liking that thing. Or like, um, what's that guy's name? The guy, the uh, the Russian guy who has his own podcast. Igor. Uh, Igor. He posted. He posted something on our page the other day. Oh, uh, nice. See? That's still a thing. Yeah, Igor's a big Igor's a big fan. I go on his show once in a while. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. All right. Anyway, that's that's five minutes of nothing right there to lead off the show. Yeah. Um, and we're actually going to have a little bit of fun tonight because there's not a whole lot to talk about uh, from based from last week. But we will get into the Houston Rockets a little bit, uh, and we'll see how Calvin feels about his Lakers right now and, and who if there's any rumblings about uh, who, who they're going to get. But for our Celtics topic tonight, I'm gonna, I, I want to just lead off and have some fun because this team, they, I mean, that's, that's what Danny Ainge is all about now, right? That he just wants to have some fun. He wants, he wants guys to go out and have fun. He wants good guys to be on the team and be in the locker room. And they're just going to go have a grand old time under Brad Stevens and, this, this is just this is just going to be a, a wonderful, fun romp in the hay here for the Celtics this year, and they're not going to go anywhere. So before we get into what is actually going to happen over the next week or so with Celtics free agency, we're going to play a little game. What do you think about this? We're going to lead off with the game. All right, lead it off. Lead it off with the game. I mean, this game, this game is like I, I guess I misinterpreted the nature of this game, so. Um, we'll only do a few. I might not. Yeah. We'll only do a few as far as the game is concerned. I just want to make a few points, and I want to sort of illustrate how absurd this kind of this kind of thing is. I mean, I know they're just again trying to have some fun on the Celtics website, blah blah blah. But when I saw that this was on the homepage a week or two ago, I was like, this this is one of the most outrageous things that they've put up there, and it just doesn't. It's it's so silly. Uh, anyway, they have created, Calvin, the Robo-Celtic. And if you're wondering what that is, well, it's the perfect Celtics player, obviously. And this is coming straight from their website. So if you want to go check it out, give them the proper due, nba.com slash Celtics slash Robo-Celtic. I kid you not, this is not a joke. And it says, have you ever wondered what the perfect Celtic would look like? Wonder no, no more. Meet Robo-Celtic. We've built him by pulling the most important traits from the best players in our history and combining them all together. I want to highlight one thing in that last sentence before I go on here. 
the most important traits from the best players in our history. Just keep that in mind as we go through this little exercise. And then they've got a picture of the body. There's, uh, let's see, the 10 traits that they, that they have listed here. And there's, as you click through the, the various traits, there's different people that, uh, that, that come up. So I, do you have the list of traits in front of you? I know I sent it to you. Why don't you pick a I, trait? I do have the Okay. All right. What's I can, your favorite yeah, trait on that list? I can I can pick up a few. I can I can give you like a few guys. You know. You know yeah. Right. I just didn't I just didn't know that's what I was supposed to be doing. But that's, yeah. That's fine. So let's, that's let's, fine. Let's, let's just start at, start at the start at the uh, top of the list. I'm going to go with vision. All right. Top of the list. Vision. So of all the Celtics players in Celtics history, who do you think had the best vision in their eyes? No uh, pun intended. He's actually that's a very good point. Yeah, Thank I'd you. like. Yeah, I would like to uh, say that I'm an eye doctor, but unfortunately, I'm not. So I don't actually know who has the best vision. Huh? That's You know what? I'm gonna John Rondo. How about that? Rondo, that's pretty good. I like that that answer. You know what? And I wish that there was like a second place or a runner up that they have here. But they went with uh, with Larry Legend himself, Larry Bird. They said they have, he has the best vision in. Of all the players that have ever put on a Celtics uniform, so obviously Rajon Rondo, that's a good, definitely a good modern answer. He's probably right up there because he was excellent at seeing the floor, and and still kind of is in, in his older age for NBA players. But they went with Larry Bird. How do you feel about that? Um, I mean, he had good vision. I don't think he, he had better vision than Rajon Rondo. If you talk about pure passing, but I, it's also one of these things where like. Is it just going to be is, – is that Larry Bird's one answer? Because if that's the case, you know, I don't necessarily know. Or is this going to be one of those things where, like, Larry Bird's picked for four different things? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't know. know. I, guess you'll, I guess you'll have to wait and see. There are ten, play, uh, ten traits, I should say. And I will give you a hint here and say that there are, uh, looks like, nine players that fill out those traits. Ten traits, okay. nine players. So there's your hint. Okay. Sorry, my mistake. Like eight, eight players, eight players, ten traits, eight players. So there are a couple of there are a couple of doubles, but not a lot. There are two players that are doubled up within the ten traits. Yes. Okay. There's your hint. So right, are you so, okay? I'm, I'm I'm assuming you're okay with Larry Bird as the answer to eight. I am. I'm, I'm okay with Larry Bird with vision, and I I think that he probably falls into a lot more categories than that, but not necessarily these traits that they've thrown out here because some of them are very interesting. Um, uh, but the, the, the second one here, they, they move over to the top of the head and they are talking about IQ. Who do you think has the best IQ in Celtics history? Hmm. You know, you know I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Havlicek. He was smart enough to steal the ball. He was smart enough to steal the ball. That's, you know what? And I think, Calvin, I like. I'm gonna like your Robo Celtic better than theirs. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure, uh, because that is again an excellent answer. But uh, we got a double up already. They go with Larry Bird. Same. They're saying Larry Bird again, the number one IQ player in Celtics history. I think Hal- Havlicek is right up there though. So uh, two for. I'm gonna score two for Calvin here, and uh, oh. none for the Celtics. But they're they're going with Larry Bird for IQ. You know, I thought about Larry Bird in this right here too, but I was I started trying to go in a different direction again because I don't I didn't feel like I wanted to overuse Larry Bird. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm well, here. 
So I gave you the hint earlier. Two players are doubled up. Larry Bird is one of them. That means Larry Bird's off the board. So you can forget about him the rest of the way. How about that? Okay, fair enough. All right, next, you the in- next trade, folks. What's that? So you're not going to give answers for any of these. That's not how this game is working. So now uh, it's so cool. I mean, I, oh, I'm sorry. I did mean to comment on the IQ one. Uh, according to, to Danny Ainge, uh, one Brian Scalabrini had the same IQ as Michael Jordan. So I don't know why, why Scal did not make this list. That's my comment for IQ. Because when they brought Scal in here, Danny Ainge said something of that, of that like, and it was just outrageous at the time, and it's, it still makes me laugh. It's so crazy. Scalabrini, uh, IQ of Michael Jordan, please. Maybe it was really just an attempt to insult Michael Jordan. Throwing it out there. <laughs> it could have been. It could have been. Anyway. All right. I hope people are having fun listening to this because I'm certainly having fun talking about it. It's ridiculous. Uh, the next trait here is communication, which was very important uh, it, it, for the Celtics' most recent championship. And that is a huge hint for you. Who do you think it was? Yeah, I, I was going to uh, break the rules and again sort of make an inside joke about the Celtics' most recent championship. I think Doc Rivers. <laughs> Oh, there you go. All right. Very nice. That, that is breaking the rules because it's players only. Doc Rivers did not play for the Boston Celtics. He played against them. Uh, but they went with Kevin Garnett, who, again, I'm, I'm fine with breaking the rules here. I'm still with you on Robo Celtic. I would rather have Doc Rivers. No, I'm kidding. Kevin Garnett was, the, was an integral part of the, that, that team, and he was the big communicator uh, on defense. He was the guy that made them go. He was the glue guy. Even on the bench, he's yelling and screaming. So without knowing who those guys were in the 60s, 70s, and uh, even even the early 80s, uh, I'm, I'm going with Kevin Garnett as well. So I would agree with the Celtics on this one. So I'm giving them the point, but I love the Doc Rivers answer. Okay, so now we're moving on to strength. We're moving on to strength, and, and uh, we're getting into the uh, potentially absurd here. So let's let's take a look. What do you think about strength? <clears throat> okay, here. So here here's the thing. Am I am I picking hollow? Am I because because if I'm just basing it off of pure strength, I kind of have to lean toward Kendrick Perkins. Like he's not a great basketball player overall, but pure strength. Now if I'm going with a, if I'm going with just a, a Hall of Fame level. Like Celtic or a you know, sell at least a Celtic Hall of Fame level that I'm probably going with Pierce, just because of the the, the strength that he would show in sort of uh, getting his jump shot off through contact. But if I'm just going like just pure strongest Celtic, then I'm going Perkins. All right, pure strongest Celtic going Perkins. I think that's what they were going for here. And uh, I'm going to read this and I'm going to leave the the person's out the the person's name out because they have a little blurb here about each person. The first three, I didn't think warranted reading, uh, but this one I'm going to read, and I will leave his name out again. <clears throat> have you ever looked at Blank's arms? They're all you need to see to understand why we need his strength for his, this portion of the Robo-Celtic. Blank put up an impressive and combine-leading 19 reps of 185 pounds on the bench press at the Blank NBA Draft Combine. He has beefed up even more since entering the NBA that year. His strength from head to toe is just what the robo-doctor ordered. Do you have any idea now who they're talking about? 
I, I really still don't, but I want to change my own answer. Please do. Can I do that? Yes. Huh? I will accept okay. the second answer from you. Yes. Okay. My, my, I'm going to, I'm going to, my actual strongest Celtic, Shaquille O'Neal. Ah, yes. All right. I, yeah. That's a great answer, but the Celtics, so this is, this is where the mockery begins. The Celtics go with semi Ojale here, Calvin. semi Ojale. Ah. So I would, I would tell you uh, that you, sir, are just wrong. very wrong. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, he's trying it. That, he's that's trying. pretty funny. That's pretty funny. I feel like that list is definitely like um, that answer, rather, is, is definitely like one of my not revisionist history, just prisoner of the moment. Prisoner of the moment. Like, if, yeah, ten, sure. Ten years from now, is Sammy usually going to end up on any Robo Celtic? Uh, damn it. All right, so I'm going to give you another hint for the next, uh, let's see, what are these? One, two, six players that we have, or uh, six categories, five players that we have left. Because in one of these categories, it will be, uh, uh, or one or more, there will be a a double up. But two of of the six categories are Hall of Fame players. Okay, there's your next clue. Okay. Our next category is coordination. Uh, I'm going to go with Ray Allen for coordination. And again, I, I think it's just because of watching him run around those screens, like the way that he remained upright, like in catch and shoot scenarios while moving from, the, from side to side, all of that is coordination to me and sort of um, doing things in one motion. I like Ray Allen, even though I was, I'm going to, I'm going to say that coordination not a, uh, I guess it's kind of a physical attribute, but it's kind of a weird version of a physical. But I'm going with Ray Allen. That's the point I'm making. All right. I, I, so I think that your points are great. Um, the Celtics went with one of the Hall of Famers that I just mentioned, and uh, it's Bob Cousy. They're going with Bob Cousy, and they say he always maintained his balance and operated with an elite center of gravity, and he finished with both hands, etc. I think Ray Allen is great because of his balance. Uh, in that shot, he had never he never changed his shot, uh, and that that is part of the, the the thing about him that made him seem like he was so coordinated. Um, but uh, I I think that the that the Celtics may have missed on Tiny Archibald here, and I know Bob Cousy is is a Hall of Fame player, but Nate Tiny Archibald played for them for just a short period of time, uh, and I, he lit up the court. So if you're going to go with an old-time player here, I'd probably go with Archibald, but Kuzi's worthy as well. Uh, and for the modern-day guys, for sure, Ray Allen, I think you nailed that one. Um, all right, and up next is uh, Hans. Hans. Really, can I run back Kendrick Perkins? No, I, I, can't, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. She wanted to make a Kendrick Perkins Hans joke. Um I'm trying to think of like a really good lob catching Celtic, right? Um, I yeah, I don't know because it's like I want to use Garnett. I want to use Garnett here, but then I want to use Garnett for other things. Yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna go with Garnett. It's fine. All right. Well, you you missed on that one. It's not Garnett. They're going with the, the second Hall of Famer, and I, maybe I should have spread these out. 
But uh, it's Bill Russell. They're going Bill Russell. They say his hands are 10.5 inches long. And I right now I'm going to look up uh, the size of Rajon Rondo's hands because I think that they are snubbing him here. I would off the top of my head go with Rajon Rondo up 9.5 inches. So maybe Russell has the hands there. Some of the largest to ever grace the NBA, they say. And, of course, one of the greatest shot blockers of all time, if not the greatest. So, obviously, the Celtics uh, probably got this one right, but the first guy in my mind was Rondo because of all the, the hype that was around him when he came into the NBA and the size of his hands. Yeah, I mean, you know, I would say size is relative. So, Rondo's <laughs> hands are pretty good. All right. If if you're bored out there, we're more than halfway through of the, this this first wonderful segment talking about Robo Celtic here on Careless Whispers. Up next is wingspan. So Bill Russell, huge wingspan, right? If he's got those huge hands, would they double him up? I don't know. What do you think, Calvin? Yeah, I was gonna go with Bill Russell or probably Parrish, really, right? Parrish probably has a longer wingspan. Parrish, huge one. Yeah. Yeah. One of those two, probably, you know, I don't want to go with Parrish, just to make it interesting. All right, Robert Parrish, Wingspan, I'm looking it up because I need to. Do they even have it here? It doesn't even, I don't know if it even lists it here. But the Celtics are saying that Kevin Garnett had a 7-foot-5 inch Wingspan. So they're doubling up on him here. And if this website... Nope, this website does not have <sighs> stupid Google. Anyway, they're going with Garnett. They're saying it's seven feet, five inches, and that's the second double up. So guess what? That means the next three players are going to be a, a whole lot of fun. Um, and uh, Kevin Garnett, they're they're going with just him getting his hands in the passing lanes and just being one of the lankiest players to, to grace the NBA ever, really. Um, and obviously he played for the Celtics, so. I don't see Robert Parrish's wingspan. Don't know what. To t- Maybe they didn't what measure it back then or something. I mean, I'm sure they had to. They have to know, right? That's weird. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's fine. I could go through this stupid, uh, like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, slideshow here. Fifteen people: Jason Maxfield, Dwight Howard. Oh wait, can fine. I just scroll down? This is so stupid. I'm wasting time. Will Chamberlain, Rajon Rondo, Kevin McHale, Manute Bolden. Parrish is not on this list. This is crazy. Anyway, uh, let's move on here to the next, the final three. Uh, the next one is leaping ability. Leaping ability, an interesting trait that you would look for in a Celtic. But uh, what do you think about leaping ability? Yeah, actually, that's where I was going to put Garnett in. I mean, maybe not as a Celtic, but like I'm, I think of prime Garnett, and, and I know it's all relative. But, like, relative to his height, like, Garnett's leaping ability was, like, a thing that stood out. Interesting. I didn't even think about him because I didn't I, – I guess towards the end of his time here, he really wasn't a leaper. But when he – in that title year, he definitely was. You're right. And certainly in his uh, in his prime before that, he was. But in, in his time as a Celtic, I wouldn't really look at it that way. I was thinking more along the lines of Gerald Green. I was thinking that guy. He, he was a multi multi – dunk competition guy and he could jump out of the gym and still kind of can uh the celtics i think were thinking along the same lines here they went with d brown the 1991 slam dunk contest winner 
So well, that's they're going with Steve Brown. This is one where I, I sort of scoff and say, come on, you could have done better than that. No, no, no disrespect to Steve Brown, but there's a better leaper in Celtics history, I'm sure. So maybe you can explain to me the difference between speed and foot speed because I kind of felt like that was the same thing. Sure. Okay. Uh, well, the, so those are the last two attributes here, folks, and speed is one of them. Foot speed is the other. Uh, looking at the little blurb that they have about the players, uh, foot speed and footwork are very similar, uh, and it looks as though uh, um, foot speed is more about uh, making quick moves on offense and defense as opposed to regular speed, which is just you are fast, you can sprint really fast, and you have good combine numbers, and you have just top-end speed. So you're talking about you, – what you're talking about is pure, like, who I think could win a race versus, like, change of direction, essentially, is what we're talking about? Are you gone? Uh, just, no, more like, I don't know, quickness on the basketball court to me is, is where I kind of understand what they're saying. Quickness and making moves in a sort of a half-court setting faster than somebody else would, to me, be more foot speed. But just plain speed would be uh, getting down the court on a fast break quicker than anybody else, faster than anybody else. Okay. All right. So, I right. again hard, but you know what? I'm going to combine these because I'm starting to run a little bit. Um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with Isaiah Thomas for change of direction speed, and then pure speed. I'm, you know, I'm going to go with Kyrie. Kyrie, interesting. See, I was thinking more Isaiah Thomas uh, for pure speed. Uh, just getting down down the court and the change of direction. I I, I kind of see where the Celtics are going with this one, uh, but I, I I I'm not sure who. And I also don't know who else I would I would choose because it's not necessarily change of direction. It's more foot speed, the the quick first step, the uh, the step back, right. the ability to get in front of a guy and, and take a charge. So foot speed, they're saying Paul Pierce, and to me, I look at that and I say what? I don't know who else I would choose. What? Because he was known for his for his quickness on defense and being able to recover to, uh, laterally and things like that, uh, but uh, I I just I think that they're trying to pigeonhole him in there. They're trying to get him onto the Robo Celtic because they didn't have him anywhere else. Uh, but for pure speed, I was thinking more Isaiah Thomas because he got down the court real fast when he w- w- was really going. And uh, the Celtics have chosen Calvin Delonte West for that. So, I don't know how they are rating speed here, but we seem to disagree with them. Yeah. I mean, Paul, look, Paul Pierce, I I tend to think of as like a smart player and a a strong player. I do not think of Paul Pierce as a fast basketball player by any sense. But that's just me. Yeah. There's one of the key reasons as to why Paul Pierce was so great, even though he didn't possess elite athleticism, which is, is that a shot at him, was his foot speed. Pierce's first step on offense is an ability to move laterally and recover defensively. It turned him into one of the top offensive players in franchise history, as well as a quality defender. His foot speed and footwork were top-notch. 
Possessing these characters will take our perfect Celtics ability to another level at both ends of the court. All right. And that does it for the Robo Celtic. Was that a waste of time, or did you have fun with that? Well, it was okay. It might have, it might have turned out a year or two off my life, but uh, <sighs> I didn't need to live my life there. It did go pretty pretty far. But you know what? There's not a whole lot else to talk about tonight anyway, so... Um, there's stuff. It, there's always stuff. There's, there's stuff. Uh, the, the Celtics, we can get back to them if we have time more at the end. Let's move on. Uh, from the Celtics, yeah. we just talked about the Robo Celtic, um, and well, see how you're sort of let's let's gauge how you're feeling on the Lakers. Unless you want to get some Rockets thoughts out there. Um, I mean, I don't really have too much new thing, too many new things to say about the Lakers. I mean, apparently they're interested in picking up J.R. Smith, but I'll I'll react to I'll, I'll react to that. Yeah, I'll react to that. Man, that's so funny. <laughs> Anyway, what's yeah, going on with the Rockets? Because things are being tweeted out, and they're upset that Harden's on MVP, and they're they're talking about trading Chris Paul. But guess what? Nobody wants Chris Paul, and there's a feud, but there's not a feud. And what the hell's going on over there? Well, yeah, what's happening? The the implosion of the Rockets is so fascinating to me, especially in light of the the injury related implosion or explosion, I guess, of the Warriors. Like the it's right there, it's right there for the Rockets to take. Like, if they could just keep themselves together, but apparently they can't. Uh, they had that whole thing with D'Antonio where, like, they couldn't come to an agreement on an extension, so now he's a lame duck coach. Uh, and, and, like, I don't know if you saw this, but the Rockets owner, like, literally came out and talked about, like, exactly how much he offered D'Antoni and how he wouldn't take it and, like, how he doesn't like his agent. It's, like, all this drama um, – Chris Paul and James Harden supposedly have, like, not spoken to each other in months. And Chris Paul, like, wants to run a more normal NBA off. I can, I, look, I, I get that the, I get that the, um, the, like, sort of resentment tends to, like, fall on Chris Paul. And, like, some of that is clearly deserved, right? Chris Paul, clearly a jerk. However, like, I understand his point that, like, or not even understand. I can see how annoying it would be to be like any other player who played with James Harden, and you'd have to run the same James Harden-centric like 18 sets. Because I hate watching the Rockets too. You know what? Like watching James Harden hold the ball, hold the ball, hold the ball. Especially if you're a point guard. Like that was the thing when when uh, Chris Paul was going to go to the Rockets in the first place. Was like how are these guys going to coexist? And it worked for a while because. Uh, or at least work somewhat because, you know, Chris Paul was still Chris Paul, and now that he's, like, not quite Chris Paul anymore, it's like he's becoming resentful because the blame seems to be falling off of him. Like, he's got this $40 million contract for, what, another two years? And, like, there's no way they can move off of that. So, yeah, they hate each other. Chris Paul apparently has been, like, yelling at D'Antoni to, like, do a more traditional offense or getting mad when James Harden gets substituted back into a game like before Chris Paul wants him to because he wants time out there to like run a regular offense. I can feel for him, but at the same time, like the, the Rockets are at their best when they're at their ugliest. So what, what do you like, what do you say to those guys? Yeah. I mean, this, I feel like this is going to be a tough year for them because they've kind of got a lame duck coach, right? So that why are they going to listen to yeah. him? Uh, they uh, have Chris Paul, who reportedly 
has problems with James Harden and then reportedly doesn't because they realize that nobody's going to take his contract. Uh, I'll be interested to see where they're at come trade deadline time. If they are near the bottom of the, the Western Conference playoff picture or out of the playoffs for that matter, which sounds hard to believe because of the talent that they have, but with the rest of the league or the rest of the Western conference being just as talented in some cases, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they really struggle out of the gate to latch on to D'Antoni, unless they decide that they're going to rally around D'Antoni. But with all the reports that there's problems with Harden and Chris Paul and them not being able to play together anymore, it's, it just sounds like the Rockets are ready to, to blow it up. So maybe they can't pull the trigger on something this summer because their asking price is too high for Chris Paul's contract. But if he starts to play well at the beginning of the season, whether they're winning or not, he might be a hot commodity to a, a team come Christmas or, or uh, early or early February, late January, early February, that's looking for a point guard to bring them and put them over the hump. So it, it looks like there are rocky waters ahead. And it, I'm interested to, to see which way the Rockets go on this one, because they could either rally around all this and say, we're going to have one last try at it. And Durant is out for golden state and we'll see where all the other players end up going, but we're going to, we're going to take one more ride with D'Antoni and see if we can actually get to the NBA finals and win this thing. Uh, And then we'll go our separate ways, or they could do kind of what the, what Kyrie Irving did in the, the series against Milwaukee and sort of just tank it and say, ah, forget it. We're done. Uh, that's, this is it. Well, let's just ride out the year and, and then, then go our separate ways. So I'm not sure what kind of a team they are and uh, with leadership from James Harden, etc. So I'm really curious to see whether they go or which way they go with this thing. Uh, but it, indications are right now that it's not going to be very good. So unless they can find a way to rally around this whole, all the struggles that they're reportedly going to have and having, uh, they may be a bad team and they may have to ship Chris Paul out for pennies on the dollar. And that's where teams may, may end up getting involved and getting a, a decent deal out of it. But Houston seems screwed. Well, what's pennies, what's pennies on the dollar though? What can they eat? I don't know if you've heard today's today's rumor. It's pretty awesome. If you're an insect, but uh, yeah, oh. I mean, at that point, you, you, there, you would just have to, or if you're Houston, you would have to hope that there's a team that can match salary and just send something back, somebody back to you whose contract is expiring, as opposed to Chris Paul, whose contract continues on for another couple of years. But that's the thing. If you're the Rockets and you're on a timeline, right, teams can do that to get better, right? So, like, yeah, maybe you, you say that, but, like, are you you going to give up a year of James Harden's prime and this team, like, with guys who are, who are older like Gordon and other dudes who are besides Chris Paul? It's not like this team has one old piece and everyone else is in, like, good shape for the next several years. Like, the Rockets are an on-the-clock team. It's hard for me to think like that they'd be willing to take that step back. Why would you trade Chris Paul and make for people who aren't as good as Chris Paul, make your team worse. So then maybe you would have money, but you still wouldn't have money in free agency anyway. Right. Because aren't they, they're still paying, they're paying Gordon. Um, they're paying Clint Capella. They're paying Harden. 
So if you're getting back these pieces who then leave and you're still capped out, then what's the point at that point? I almost feel like the Rockets just have to suck it up. And like, yeah, you know, that's. I mean, that it's probably what they have to do. But if that, what I'm saying is, if they're playing poorly and they're not in the playoff picture by the trade deadline, they're probably going to start pushing to just get rid of Chris Paul and start over. Yeah, but they're going to be in the in the playoff picture. They're, they're definitely going to be in the playoff picture. Now, maybe maybe they won't be the favorites. Um, maybe they'll have a disappointing year. But I think they can have a disappointing year and still be firmly in the playoff picture. At which point, it's still hard to. Pull the tr- like if they're the if they're even the sixth seed right it's hard to say well let, let's trade Chris Paul and then like to make that to facilitate that trade when you get you trade Chris Paul for guys who contracts are ending at this point you're probably trading them to like a bad team with cap space so you're gonna have to attach a pick or two to that so you're basically you're gonna you're gonna sacrifice more picks to like to get worse just so you can get off of that contract like I don't think you can do that what does that get you? Because you still don't, you're still not going to get significantly into the cap, so it, 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 I don't know. It doesn't make sense to trade Chris Paul at any cost. The only the only part of that that makes sense in terms of trading Chris Paul is uh, just the fact that like he and Harden are starting to hate each other, and maybe you think under some chemistry guideline like they could be better. But yeah, so so today a story came out that the Rockets are apparently trying to trade for Jimmy Butler. Have you heard this? Have you heard this? Hoping, no, I have not uh, heard that one. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, so they are hoping that Jim. The, the only way this would work is that if Jimmy Butler like didn't have uh, too many suitors, right? Um, it, and then uh, or too many suitors he was interested in, given his, and he's not really interested in staying in Philadelphia, and uh, the Sixers would be willing to that, that the Rockets would be willing to like entice the Sixers and probably through a third team, given what the Rockets have in terms of assets. Uh, entice them to like trade them Jimmy Butler's contract, and this trade would have like not even involve Chris Paul; it would involve other people, probably Gordon. And then so basically the Rockets would end up with <laughs> excuse me, they end up with Butler and Chris Paul and James Harden and basically a bunch of rookies. I mean that that doesn't sound like a team that would be any. Good though. I mean, it sounds like you're doing the same thing. You're just you're sort of tanking. I, I don't know. I mean, sure you've got James Harden and Chris Paul, but those are the guys that don't want to play together, right? Right. And you would and you'd be adding uh, like another guy who like has shown to to been having like a malcontent nature and to be willing to talk op- even more openly than Chris Paul and James Harden, like openly talk trash about his teammates. Like that seems like a recipe for disaster. So much so. That like, even though I would be post quit because that takes uh, Jimmy Butler off the market as a guy who could potentially come to the Lakers, um, I still would enjoy seeing that. I'm not gonna lie. Hmm. I just and that would make me wonder like, is Jimmy Butler ever going to fit in anywhere? Because it's I don't know if he would even fit in in Houston with those two, and. Chris Paul, oh man, that would be all right. It's it's potentially a pipe dream, but I bet Houston fans would feel really good about that. I just don't. I don't know how well that would work. All those guys need the ball. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's a good point. And Jimmy Butler's not really an off-ball player. Nope. I mean, definitely not. 
I mean, Chris Paul sort of turned into an off-ball player at this point in his career. But I don't know if Harden and, and Butler would be able to play together on a night-in, night-out basis. I don't know why they need Jimmy Butler, to your, to your point. Like, yeah, he's a good defender still, but, like, maybe for leadership roles, but it doesn't make sense to have, like, another yeah. team man, another ball-dominant thing. I don't yeah. know. Because, because the thing is, Jimmy Butler's not a great three-point shooter. So, like, why – like, that's what you need. The Rockets basically – their offense is to, like, spread their five guys out as far as possible. And just, like, the other guys are just waiting to catch the ball and shoot. I feel like in that role, you can find somebody way better at it than Jimmy Butler. Yeah, and if they're going to run it back, they should just run it back. I mean, just – you really think that you were that close and that you were – two years in a row now, you're steps away, then try it again. Try it one more time. Maybe – try and shore up the bench a little bit. But if you're only giving D'Antoni a year, I just I, it doesn't seem like they're doing anything right over there. How can you throw a lame duck coach out there with guys that don't want to play with each other and expect to win? I just I don't know if that's the, the right approach. We'll have to wait and see, I guess. Um, but it, it's just it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I just can't I can't imagine that they're going to be the type of team that steps forward forward as opposed to stepping laterally or stepping backwards compared to last year. But I, I've been wrong on them before, so I, I'm interested. I, I'm, I'm going to be looking at the Rockets this year, and it's it's not very often that I can that I actually say that. Um, I don't know. What else What else you got tonight? You, you want to talk about some Lakers stuff or what? Did I lose him? I I lost him. He's gone. Well, maybe I'll take this time to complain for a minute that uh, Celtics sort of look like Kyrie Irving is leaving and Al Horford is leaving. And what, are, what, what is it going to be? Well, guess what, people? The younger guys are still here. Tatum and Brown are here. They're going to step into their own. Marcus Smart is going to become a more of a leader on this team. Don't forget Gordon Hayward, another offseason into his progression and rehabilitation. will be back and hopefully stronger than ever. Hopefully he gets back to form. I'm not freaking out about the Celtics right now. I'm wondering who their point guard's going to be. Rumors about Kemba Walker today and potentially bringing back Terry Rozier. Uh, I don't know which, which of those is going to happen. More likely, Rogier comes back, I would think. Uh, but it's it's always possible that a free agent will come and sign here. We saw it with Al Horford. So maybe Kemba Walker comes here and gives the Celtics a scoring punch at point guard. Uh, otherwise, if Rogier comes back, I, I'm a little curious and skeptical of uh, what they can be, uh, what their ceiling is. Uh, they also still need a big man. So we'll see if they f- sign a guy like Nick Vukovic, Vucevic down in Orlando. I like him a lot. Good player doesn't necessarily put them over the top. So they've been linked to every player on the board, basically. And um, that's uh, that's just the way that Danny Ainge sort of runs things. Night or year in, year out, that's what he does. He, he, does, he tries to say that he's linked to every single player. So we'll have to see what happens. Potentially they can make a trade as well. Um, but uh, either way, I, I don't know if I'm going to get Calvin back here. So I am going to end the show now. Yep. 
We're going to make that call. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed Robo Celtic. We'll be back uh, next week, the week after. We'll see. Take a look. Have a good night. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.